In July 1981, a crew of Israeli diggers and excavators made a startling discovery underneath the Western Wall. The Western Wall is one of the few surviving pieces of the ancient Second Temple in Jerusalem. It was once part of a complete wall surrounding the temple area known as the Temple Mount. Today, the area is considered the holiest site in Judaism. That year, in 1981, Rabbi Yehuda Meir Getz was overseeing the excavation of the entire length of the wall. But Getz had a plan. He was also excavating underneath the Temple Mount. Because a Muslim trust controlled the site, Getz's team was only allowed to work directly on the Western Wall. Any Israeli work that stretched further under the Temple Mount would be considered a massive transgression. If the trust found out about Getz's plan, it could cause a major international incident. But Getz secretly forged ahead. He and his excavators opened a large stone gate under the Western Wall. They discovered a massive stone tunnel behind the portal, 19 feet wide and nearly 100 feet long. Tears came to Getz's eyes as he looked upon the passage. It ran directly underneath the place where the Holy of Holies, the center of the old temple, once stood. Down this ancient and forbidden tunnel, Getz believed he would find the most powerful artifact in the history of human civilization, the Ark of the Covenant. He was either about to solve a 2,500-year-old mystery or start a religious war, or both. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we examine history's most compelling mysteries. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our second episode on the Ark of the Covenant. According to biblical lore, this legendary artifact contained the original Ten Commandments. After the Ark led the ancient Israelites to the Promised Land, they placed it inside their first temple. It's never been seen again. Last time, we covered the biblical origins of the Ark. We heard how its powers protected the Israelites and destroyed their enemies. And we learned how it suddenly disappeared. This time, we'll discuss the search for the Ark that began in antiquity and continues to the modern day. We'll also learn how the Ark may be hidden just under our noses. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. 
the impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. The Ark of the Covenant is arguably one of the most sacred objects in history. Throughout the Hebrew Bible, the Ark served as a vehicle of God's power. It guided the Israelites across the desert, mercilessly smiting anyone who touched it. According to the Old Testament, around 1000 BCE, the Israelites placed the Ark inside the temple in Jerusalem. For hundreds of years, it sat inside the Holy of Holies, the temple's most hallowed chamber. But it didn't stay there forever. In 586 BCE, the Neo-Babylonian King Nebuchadnezzar II sacked Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. The invaders stole the city's treasures and brought many Israelites back to Babylon as prisoners. Around 538 BCE, after 50 years in exile, the Israelites were finally allowed to return to their homeland. In Jerusalem, they built their second temple. But as they began construction, they realized their most sacred artifact was missing. The Ark of the Covenant had disappeared. The Ark has officially been missing since the Babylonian invasion 2,500 years ago. In the centuries since, it's become one of the most sought-after artifacts in the world. Numerous stories circulated about where the Ark went. Many believed it ended up in a nearby civilization like Egypt, Ethiopia, or Babylon. But there was one ancient civilization who may have taken possession of the Ark during a much later period. This was the Roman Empire. 500 years after the building of Jerusalem's second temple, the Romans invaded Israel. Some believe that at this point, the Ark had not actually gone missing. Its whereabouts were known to at least a few people, such as the temple priests. Proponents of this theory believe the Romans ultimately obtained the Ark during their centuries of conquest, although there's some debate as to when exactly this may have happened. In 63 BCE, the Roman general Pompey took control of Judea, the Israelite kingdom. He transformed the country into a Roman-controlled state, and like the Babylonians before him, Pompey marched into the temple and even stepped inside the Holy of Holies. It was a horrifying act of desecration. According to the Jewish historian Josephus, the Ark of the Covenant was not inside. Pompey only found a table, a few golden bowls, and a candlestick inside the chamber. But that's not to say the Ark wasn't nearby. Some believe Jewish priests may have hidden the Ark to protect it from the Romans. Whether or not this is true, Pompey left the temple and all its other belongings intact. But the next Roman general was less diplomatic. In 54 BCE, nine years after Pompey set foot in the temple, General Marcus Crassus ransacked the temple and stole all the treasure inside. If the priests had since brought the Ark out of hiding, this could have been the moment when the Romans seized it. Marcus Crassus brought all the temple's loot back to Rome, so perhaps the Ark was included. 
It's also possible that the Ark was discovered by the Romans some 34 years later, around 20 BCE. During that period, the Judean King Herod renovated the temple. He constructed the Grand Temple Mount that still exists to this day. Herod was a Jewish king, but the Romans controlled him. If he uncovered the Ark during his renovations, he would have undoubtedly handed it over. Another possibility is that the Romans seized the Ark in 66 CE, some 80 years later. That year, after nearly 100 years of occupation, the simmering conflict between the Jews and the Romans culminated in an all-out war. The Jews had no chance against the mighty Roman army, who decimated the country before capturing Jerusalem. They looted and destroyed the temple and loaded up their spoils to take back to Rome. According to Josephus, Roman centurions triumphantly paraded their Israeli prizes through the streets of Rome. The most notable objects were the treasures stolen from the temple. These included numerous vessels, gilded tables, and a huge golden menorah. Some believe that the original Ark was among these treasures, but that the Romans didn't understand what they had. They may have stashed it inside the Temple of Peace, a major religious monument in Rome. The theory that the Romans stole the Ark of the Covenant is debatable, much less exactly when it may have happened. But according to a Midrash, a piece of Jewish rabbinical literature, a Roman rabbi claimed he saw the Ark's cover or lid in the second century CE. The rabbi wrote that he saw bloodstains on its surface, evidence that centuries ago, a high priest had sprinkled blood over it on Yom Kippur. To the rabbi, the bloodstains proved that he was looking at part of the original Ark. The Midrash is unfortunately light on detail. It's unclear where exactly the rabbi saw the Ark's cover or who possessed it. But this story shows that some Jews during the first millennium believed their sacred Ark had ended up in Rome. Unfortunately, most of the evidence supporting the Roman hypothesis is both anecdotal and incredibly ancient. It's very possible the Romans took the Ark. They would have had multiple opportunities to spirit it back to Rome but there's no hard proof. The Romans probably didn't find the Ark at all. According to official legend, the Ark had already disappeared before the Roman conquest. Or maybe it didn't disappear at all. Maybe it was hidden at the very place where it had been built, Mount Sinai. Coming up, Crusaders search for the lost Ark. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loey, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths. 
or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo Challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. The first millennium CE brought a period of enormous change throughout the world. The power structures in Europe shifted from the Roman Empire to the Holy Roman Empire, with Christianity as its new theology. In the Eastern Mediterranean, Islam became the new religious power. Muslim armies conquered vast stretches of the known world from Central Asia to Southern Spain. Meanwhile, in Jerusalem, the Muslims built their own holy structure, the Dome of the Rock, on top of the ruined Temple Mount. Christians in Europe felt threatened by the new Muslim dominance in the Middle East, in Israel's holy city of Jerusalem, no less. So, in 1096 CE, the Catholic Pope declared a crusade to conquer the Holy Land. Medieval Christians across Europe wanted to claim the all-important city of Jerusalem and potentially find the missing Ark. The First Crusade took place in 1096, and it marked the beginning of 200 years of war between the Christians and the Muslims. Through a total of eight major crusades, Jerusalem changed hands multiple times. During those centuries, thousands of warriors and soldiers swarmed the Holy Land. Some were there for devout reasons, fighting for what they believed. Others simply wanted to find long-lost treasure. One group of religious fortune seekers were the Knights Templar. And during the Third Crusade, they may have found the most infamous treasure of all. Led by the English knight Ralph de Sudley, the Knights Templar were a motley crew of Western European monks, mercenaries, and adventurers. In the 1180s, the Templars occupied the city of Petra in modern-day Jordan. One story goes that the Templars ventured out of Petra into a mountainous area once known as Edom in search of ancient treasure. According to legend, one of the mountains in Edom was supposedly the biblical Mount Sinai, where Moses received the Ten Commandments and where the ancient Israelites first constructed the Ark of the Covenant. The Templars hoped to find this holy mountain and claim it for themselves. The Templars also believed that the greatest treasure of all might lay hidden within the mountain. This notion was based on the work of medieval religious scholars who wrote that in 620 BCE, the Israeli king Josiah and the prophet Jeremiah had needed to hide the ark from the Babylonians. Supposedly, the king and Jeremiah believed there was only one other place in the world, besides the temple, that was holy enough to store the ark, Mount Sinai, the place where it was forged. The story goes that Jeremiah located the original Mount Sinai in Edom and hid the ark and other treasures of the temple in a cave there. The artifacts remained there for over a thousand years, up until the 1180s when the Knights Templar arrived. 
Supposedly, while surveying the mountains beyond Petra, the Knights Templar came across a cave hidden deep in the wilderness. The Knights' footsteps echoed as they walked into the mouth of the dark cave. As they ventured further, their torches illuminated gold and silver. They had found the ancient treasures Jeremiah hid some 1,500 years before, including the Lost Ark of the Covenant. After the Third Crusade ended in 1192 CE, the Knights Templar returned to their home countries in Europe, newly enriched by their time in the Holy Land. Their ringleader, Ralph de Sudley, went back to England with an entire treasure trove of ancient holy relics. Some believe he also took the missing Ark of the Covenant back with him. It wasn't uncommon for Europeans to return from the Crusades with artifacts plundered from the Holy Land. Templar knights were known for using stolen treasure to amass wealth and garner power in their home countries. Unlike other European Templars, de Sudley didn't immediately sell his treasures and use his newfound wealth for political gain. He held on to them and kept them secret. When de Sudley died in 1192 CE, an official record of his English estate listed a stash of objects described as sacred artifacts. De Sudley had left these possessions to the local Knights Templar chapter building, or preceptory, in the village of Temple Herdwike in central England. The townspeople of Temple Herdwike and the surrounding areas were fascinated by the mysterious Knights Templar and de Sudley's treasures. They believed he had found the Ark of the Covenant in the Holy Land, and locals proudly claimed that their preceptory housed the Ark. Over the next century, public opinion turned against the Knights Templar. Other political forces in Europe, threatened by the Templar's financial might and secretive nature, band together to take them down. In 1312, the Pope demanded that the monarchs of England dissolve the Knights Templar. Authorities arrested Templar leaders, tortured them, and burned them at the stake. And in England, the king confiscated all the Templars' property, except for the preceptory in Temple Herdwike. According to local legend, the surviving Templars took refuge there, hiding with the lost Ark. Allegedly, those knights survived until 1350, when the bubonic plague arrived in Europe and wiped them out for good. But the Templars' presence hadn't left Herdwike entirely. In the following centuries, rumors spread that the Knights Templar had removed the Ark from the Preceptory and hid it nearby before they met their doom. They left a series of clues that would lead only the most resourceful treasure hunters to their hoard. Many explorers supposedly traveled to Temple Herdwike to look for the lost Ark. Even Sir Walter Raleigh, founder of the Roanoke Colony, went looking for it in 1600. He never found it. In fact, it took 500 years for someone to discover the treasure. In the late 19th century, amateur historian Jacob Cove Jones became fascinated by the Knights Templar legends. After years of investigating, Cove Jones believed the stories were true. The Templars had not only hidden their treasures, they left a trail of clues pointing to their location. If he could just follow their breadcrumbs, he would find the Ark of the Covenant. 
Cove Jones focused his search on the All Saints Church in the neighboring village of Burton Dasset. The Templars had built this chapel while fugitives from the crown. Cove Jones became obsessed with the murals painted on the walls of the small church. These paintings were bizarre. For example, one showed two kings surrounded by esoteric Christian symbols. Another had a severed head. Other English scholars were mystified by the Templar paintings, unable to figure out what the designs meant. But Cove Jones thought he knew exactly what he was looking at, a code. Somewhere hidden in those strange symbols, he believed he'd find clues about the location of the Ark of the Covenant. Around the early 1900s, Cove Jones claimed he'd cracked the code. He followed the clues and found the Templar treasure. To prove it, he produced a four-inch tall sculpture of a human hand with a spiral design on its palm. A local museum dated the artifact to the 14th century, which fit the Templar's timeline. But when Cove Jones refused to produce any more relics or even describe how he found it, other researchers wrote him off as a liar. Hurt by the accusations, he decided to keep his other discoveries secret. Before his death, he designed an elaborate series of his own clues for the next generation. Follow the trail, and it would lead to the Templar treasure. The clues included a custom stained glass window he commissioned for the local church. The window showed an image of the New Testament's nativity scene, with the three wise men offering gifts to the baby Jesus. Cove Jones reportedly designed the window to have clues hidden in the artwork. If a treasure hunter could find the correlation between these and three Bible quotes, it would reveal the location of three gemstones. Cove Jones claimed these were the mythical stones of fire mentioned in the biblical book of Ezekiel. In 2004, British author Graham Phillips claimed to have cracked Cove Jones' codes and found the three gems. He said the gems had strange properties and that they were traced back to the Near East. But he wasn't able to track down the ultimate prize, the Ark of the Covenant. Phillips' claims have not been taken seriously by archaeologists or geologists, and historians view the Cove Jones story as an elaborate hoax. But Phillips insisted the Ark of the Covenant was still out there. He believed that if someone could crack Cove Jones' clues, they'd find the most powerful ancient artifact in the world, hiding under the hills of central England. Many other versions of the Knights Templar story have circulated throughout Europe over the centuries. Some believe the Templars took the Ark to France, where they hid it in a grand cathedral. Others think it ended up in a church in Rome, where it's controlled by the Pope. Some claim it remained in France until World War II, when the Freemasons, supposedly heirs to the Knights Templar, secretly moved the Ark to the United States for safekeeping. But there's no evidence that the Knights found the Ark of the Covenant at all, let alone brought it back to Europe. As a result, no serious historian gives these theories much credence. There's only one place scholars believe the Ark of the Covenant could actually be hiding. The Temple Mount itself. Coming up, the search for the Ark returns to Jerusalem.
Now, back to the story. Since its disappearance in the 6th century BCE, humans have been searching for the Ark of the Covenant or creating elaborate legends to explain where it went. For example, a fringe group who call themselves British Israelites believe that the inhabitants of the modern British Isles are, in fact, descendants of a lost tribe of ancient Israel. They believe that in the time of the First Temple, this lost tribe brought the Ark to Ireland. It was then hidden inside the Hill of Tara, a significant spot in Irish history and mythology. In 1899, the British Israelites attempted to excavate the hill to find the Ark. Since England controlled Ireland at the time, the government would not stop the dig. But prominent Irish figures like poet W.B. Yeats and actress Maud Gahn protested the desecration of the ancient site. By 1902, the pressure from the press and an angry Irish public became too great, and the digging stopped. The British Israelites didn't find the Ark, and in the centuries since, the Hill of Tara has been excavated with care by Irish archaeologists. They haven't found the sacred artifact either. Today, there are still British Israelites who believe the Ark lies hidden under the hill, but reputable historians don't take their claims seriously. Others believe the Ark of the Covenant ended up not in England, but Egypt. In the centuries before the Babylonian exile, which began in 597 BCE, Egyptian forces invaded Jerusalem multiple times. They even raided the temple. Some believe that one of the pharaohs found the Ark, brought it back to Egypt, and hid it in some long-lost subterranean vault. And back in 1922, archaeologists actually thought they found it, inside one of Egypt's most famous tombs. On November 4, 1922, Egyptologist Howard Carter and his crew cleared debris from the base of an already uncovered pharaoh's tomb. Suddenly, a shout came from one end of the worksite. An archaeologist had found a carved step going down into the ground. Carter's crew had stumbled onto the lost tomb of Tutankhamun, a little-known Egyptian pharaoh. King Tut's tomb was almost entirely intact, its buried entrance having shielded it from centuries of grave robbers. Inside, the archaeologists discovered rooms filled with treasure. One relic in particular stood out. As they shone their lights through the long hidden tomb, they spotted a large wooden chest. It was gilded with ornate decorations and had two poles attached to the bottom, which would have been used to carry it. It looked exactly like the long-lost Ark of the Covenant. For centuries, it had been hiding in an unassuming place, the tomb of a 14th century BCE king. But upon closer inspection, the archaeologists realized they hadn't stumbled upon the Israelites' treasure. It wasn't an Ark at all. It was a small shrine to the Egyptian god Anubis. But that was just one pharaoh. Other Egyptian kings had invaded Jerusalem in the thousand years before the Babylonian exile. Because of this, many believe that the Ark remains somewhere in Egypt, buried beneath the shifting desert. 
Of course, none of this would match up with when the Ark of the Covenant supposedly went missing. According to ancient literature, the Israelites believed the Ark disappeared around the time of the Babylonian invasion, not decades or centuries before. In modern times, most religious scholars and treasure hunters have narrowed their search. Lacking evidence that the Ark ever even left the Holy Land, they think the simplest answer is the correct one. The Ark of the Covenant is still in the last place it was seen. The Temple Mount in Jerusalem. In 620 BCE, the prophet Jeremiah supposedly hid the Ark from Babylonian invaders. But instead of hiding the Ark elsewhere, like at Mount Sinai, he may have shrouded it underneath the temple itself. Nearly 2,500 years later, many believe it's still there. But due to its location and religious disagreements, the Ark is still out of reach. In the 7th century CE, 1,000 years after the prophet Jeremiah's time, Muslims took over the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. They built the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque on top of the destroyed Second Temple's ruins. Today, Muslims worship these sites as some of the holiest places in all of Islam. Directly beneath them is the western wall of the Temple Mount. This is one of the few remaining structures of the Second Temple and the holiest site in Judaism. The Temple Mount is arguably the most controversial structure in the history of the world. But because of that religious and cultural significance, very little historical research has ever taken place there. The last archaeological surveys of the Temple Mount were taken in the mid-19th century when a team of British engineers discovered the ancient city's water supply. In the spring of 1867, they reported that there were extensive tunnels underneath the Temple Mount, but they weren't able to explore them. The tunnels were too hot, and the engineers' gear wasn't up to the task. So they left the underground chambers of the Temple Mount undisturbed. The tunnels have not been explored since. Since then, whenever archaeologists or builders have proposed any type of work at the Temple Mount, it sparks controversy. Muslim authorities worry that Israeli archaeologists are trying to find evidence of the original Jewish temples. If they do, there's fear the Israeli government will take over the structure. On the other hand, Israeli authorities worry that Muslim archaeologists would destroy evidence of ancient Jewish culture to satisfy their own claim. Even a Muslim-constructed emergency exit or an Israeli-built walkway near the Temple Mount has led to intense political tension. Unable to do any physical excavations, archaeologists have resorted to sonar surveys of the area underneath the Temple Mount. They've identified more than 30 chambers, all of which have been hidden from humans for over a thousand years. Many believe the Ark of the Covenant is hiding in one of those chambers, and some believe they know the exact place. The centerpiece of the Dome of the Rock on the Temple Mount is the rock itself, a massive foundation of stone. The first temple, or Solomon's Temple, was built on top of this stone. So was the Holy of Holies in the second temple. 
According to Jewish tradition, it's the same boulder where the prophet Abraham nearly sacrificed his son Isaac to prove his devotion to God. And in Muslim tradition, it's also the rock that the prophet Muhammad visited on his night journey. According to the Quran, in 621 CE, Muhammad traveled from Mecca to Jerusalem in a single night. When he stepped onto this rock, he ascended into heaven. Today, visitors to the Dome of the Rock can walk down a set of steps and enter a small cave underneath the stone, roughly 400 square feet. It's called the Well of Souls, and due to its location in the Temple Mount, all three Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, view this cave as an essential site. In the center of the cave's stone floor, there's a large marble slab about six feet wide. According to Muslim tradition, the slab covers another even more mysterious chamber, also called the Well of Souls. If visitors knock on the marble slab, they can reportedly hear a hollow sound, potential evidence of the secret room below. There are several different legends about what's hidden inside this deeper well of souls. Medieval tales stated that the spirits of the dead cried out from inside. Another legend reported that humans were once able to enter the chamber and commune with the spirits inside, while another claimed that this was where Muslim infidels were sent to die and that their lamentations reverberated through the centuries. One of the oldest and most enduring stories about the Well of Souls is that the Ark of the Covenant is hidden inside. But because of the political ramifications, no one has searched underneath the stone. Only a thin layer of marble may separate modern man from the world's most powerful religious artifact. Back in 1981, Yehuda Getz, a rabbi overseeing work at the Western Wall, disobeyed Israeli authorities and opened a long-buried stone gate deep beneath the wall. Behind it, he discovered a large, partially flooded tunnel carved into the stone. Getz believed that the passageway ran directly underneath the Well of Souls and the former Holy of Holies, he felt convinced that somewhere inside, he'd find the long-lost Ark of the Covenant. So he excitedly cleared the tunnel of water and mud. But before Getz could uncover anything, the Muslim authorities found out. Muslim firefighters raced down to the Western Wall to stop the dig, and a fight broke out between them and Jewish workers in the tunnels. Police intervened to prevent the situation from escalating. To avoid a major international conflict, the Israeli government shut down the excavation and sealed the tunnel with concrete. It's remained closed ever since. It's unlikely that anyone will be allowed to investigate underneath the Temple Mount anytime soon. There's so little academic or archaeological research on this small area that it's possible the secret well of souls doesn't even exist. The hollow sounds from the marble slab could be an auditory illusion. As for the Ark of the Covenant itself, modern academic consensus maintains it was simply a ceremonial chest. 
The biblical stories of its legendary creation, supernatural powers, and religious significance may have been written and popularized centuries after the first temple's destruction. Some even believe the Ark of the Covenant never existed at all. Lacking sufficient archaeological evidence supporting the biblical Exodus story, most scholars have concluded it never happened. The Ark could be a complete fiction invented centuries later by ancient Jews to explain what was kept inside the mysterious Holy of Holies. But even without an archaeological record, many believe it exists. And maybe someday they'll have proof. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound design by Jay Cohen, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Ryan Lee, with writing assistance by Molly Quinlan and Allie Wicker, fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein, and research by Bradley Klein. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. <laughs>